For several years, the locals were one of Canada's biggest YouTube automotive channels. The refreshing channel on just normal guys modding cars grew to over 150,000 subscribers. Well, times change, goals change, and today we have Jesse from Locals getting us caught up on what he's been up to. Let's dig in. Welcome to Driven Coast to Coast Car Talk, live every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 7.30 Mountain, and 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. In our video podcast, we talk about the business of the automotive aftermarket and what's happening in the scene. And as always, Mr. Jeff is joining us. Yo. And today, special guest, Jesse from Locals. And anybody that's kind of been to Driven or, uh, you know, is a YouTube automotive person, Probably has recognized either us really promoting. Well, they don't take didn't take a lot to promote these guys. I'm sure they brought a ton of fans to the shows to meet them. Um, or if you're into YouTube, uh, you'll you'll probably have seen some of the you know really great videos that the locals have done. And uh, Jesse, thanks for joining yes, us. Yes, of course. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's awesome to be yeah, here. Yeah, perfect. Jeff, have you watched the locals video? I know you're not a big. YouTube automotive guy, but have you seen some of the locals uh, videos? Not much, no. I'm I'm pretty uh, out of the loop on this one, so I don't yeah. have a ton of insight here. <laughs> well, I have seen a few, just based on I guess my own research, right? And uh, you know, if you haven't checked them out, uh, you know, you 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 really get to see, uh, you know, just a, a bunch of really normal guys, uh, you know, working on cars, uh, getting into trouble with cars. Uh, my favorite ones are obviously the videos where you guys travel to our shows. Right? Yeah, yeah, those are my favorite um, as well. Yeah, Jesse, tell us, tell us what where did where did the locals start and and you know tell us a little uh, bit. Well, let's talk about you first. What how did you get into the cards and how did it become locals? Yeah, so uh, okay, so I guess I got into cars when I I've always been into cars, obviously, um, but I got my first car when I was sixteen, which was a two thousand two Subaru WRX. So I started doing some light modifications here and there, like like super light. I'm talking like stickers and stuff. And uh, yeah, I just kind of like got the bug, got hooked. I'm sure everybody watching this can attest to the feeling of like, you know, when you step outside and check out that mod like a hundred times. So uh, yeah, I definitely got the bug, like started falling more and more in love with it. Uh, created like an Instagram page to just pretty much document uh, for myself the progress of the car and just... I have a place that I could just dump photos and like constantly look back. Um, so that kind of, you know, I was in high school, so I had like a thousand followers or something, uh, which at the time was a lot. Was like, yeah, it was a lot for me. I was like, this is pretty sick. Like, I don't know these people. I'm just like having fun posting pics of my car. And then uh, it was in high school that I decided to go to SAIT for automotive. So uh Graduate high school, I get into SAIT, and then I happen to be in the same class as David and Charles, who are the other two members of Vocals. And uh, yeah, we just became super good friends right away. Like it was super natural. Uh, we just kind of bonded over the love of cars, and that's that's kind of how everything started rolling. And then David at the time had already created the brand Locals. So he'd been selling stickers and like giving away banners for maybe a year prior. And then 
when me and Charles met up with David, it was kind of just like that the missing pieces and everything kind of fell into place. We started posting photos uh, on the locals Instagram a lot and just started making videos. It was, it was pretty much all David at the beginning making videos on his phone. And uh, yeah, we just kind of took off, I guess. I don't know. It was really, it's, I thinking back, I don't even remember like the growth of it too much. It was just like we were making videos and then all of a sudden we had like a huge audience and we were just like, whoa. <laughs> So yeah. it happened like really, really quickly for, for all of us. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to dig into that a little bit because obviously, you know, Jeff, you can attest to this, right? Like, well, like, before you go, I just have to, I just yeah. want to point out that I think it's awesome that you refer to stickers as mods. I just love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and well, that's, like and 16, that's I mean. <laughs> but, but that's the thing is that, uh, you know, we, we, we had driven off, often get criticized for being elitist, right? Like, obviously, we're, we're looking for the most competitive cars <laughs> to come out. Because we want to, yeah, we want to, we want to, it's a competition to us, right? Yeah. So, and we yeah. don't want somebody to come in if they're just going to have no chance of winning a, a trophy. But then we have some shows where we got a lot of space, right? Yeah. But what's really refreshing about Locals, uh, and especially this story, is that it kind of happened organically, right? Yeah, is that very, it, yeah. Yeah. very very organically yeah like we were like like i said we were all just hanging out having a good time and then one day david just sort of brought his uh phone along and hit record and we were just filming what we were already doing naturally and then posting it it was never like oh let's try to make a youtube channel or oh let's try to do this it Nothing was just forced, like right? we're just having fun and then we started filming it and then other people were watching us have that fun and <laughs> that's pretty much yeah. all it was like, <laughs> yeah and it's funny it's funny because like i i, I mean I'm the business of it, right? So we're always t doing the research on like, hey, you know, the analytics, like first thing, all these YouTubers go out and they, they buy like, you know, six, $7,000 worth of camera equipment, yeah. right? I, I mean, Jeff, you've probably seen how, I don't want to use the word desperate, but there's a lot of guys trying to do this, right? <laughs> what are your thoughts on that, Jeff? Anytime I see somebody walking around like a jib rig and, and doing all their <laughs> stuff, I just kind of go, all right, good luck, yeah. man. Good luck. Yeah. And that's, that's the hard part, right? To, to actually that, that breakthrough, right? And, and well, yeah, it's, know. it's a high bar. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a crowded marketplace and to stand out in it, you know, it's going to take more than like a sweet panning shot of somebody's yeah. wheels. Yeah. Or yeah. even like high end cars. A lot of people think like, oh, I have this car, therefore I would do good on YouTube. But like, that's not the case at all. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And any, any, I mean, I have to ask because the audience is going to want to know, right? Like, like what, what are your tips for, for the guys who are trying to uh, know, honestly, like big stars? Me personally, I was never like, I don't know. I guess the YouTube space wasn't super natural for me. Like David had it figured out and he was really good and like was able to make consistent videos and like do it long term. But I guess when I was filming, it was more like, I was too focused on what I was doing to film it. So like, I guess that's kind of where I, I would say I don't really have as many tips for that. The biggest thing is consistency. Like, um, that's where I lacked a lot. And then, yeah, so staying consistent with it, cause it's a lot harder than you think it is. And like, even a lot of people watching this will probably be like, Psh, yeah, right. I can make videos easy, but like, let's see you do it then. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's very difficult to stay like on the ball, like consistently developing and making new things. Uh, well, and, and, then, and yeah, having just building an audience, you know, consistent quality content too, right? For like sure, yeah. it's one thing to put out, you know, every day, 
Yes. But if it's shit content, then nobody's you know. Yeah. So it's 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 both, right? It's consistency and yes, you know, 100%, engaging content. 100. Yeah, but I would say the biggest biggest takeaway that I ever got from it was. Uh, it has to be very natural. Yeah. You can't force anything. As soon as you're trying to make, if you're trying to make it on YouTube, you're not going to make it on YouTube. You have to yeah. be very genuine about what you're doing, very authentic, and have a true desire to document it for yourself, not for other people. Because if you're trying to make it for other people, you're not doing the right way. Man, I think that might be the best piece of advice we've had on the show. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean... Jeff and I are, uh, you know, our podcasts have been consistent. I, I don't know about the quality of the content, but this one, is, <laughs> this one might be better with Jeff on it. Hey, consistency no, is all, all you need, honestly. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I mean, uh, you know, we 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 talk as a group around Driven because we get a lot of people ask us like, what happens behind the scenes. But you're right, like we we talk about it all the time. We're like, man, we should have recorded that, or yeah. we should have, you know, yeah, we, should, right? we should prepare. You, the camera's never rolling when you're really yes. when you're dealing with a thousand people asking questions and you're you're dealing with fires at the show. So we yeah, miss a exactly, lot of exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, consistency is a, another thing. about it too is like being consistent is like having unlimited shots on net. Like as long as you're shooting, you're you're eventually gonna score, and like you only have to score once if you have the net built up. So like if you have 300 videos and they're all terrible but like mm -hmm. eventually you land and you hit one video really good and it goes well you have this mm -hmm. massive net of 300 videos to capture all these people that are coming from the one video so that's wow. that's another thing too is just like you got to build the net it's a very long game that, that library of videos right so yep. uh, that's that's great advice great advice um you know i i look back at uh the meteoric rise of the locals and i i remember i think formally it's it, it's weird because I, I i've had emails from you guys before thank you for supporting it's amazing how long you guys have have been supporting driven right yeah a long time before well, even, the locals yeah, even before right? like i, I think yeah. the first driven show i went to was 2009 or wow. 2011 maybe that's you must have been like <laughs> so, like a baby then. yeah like 13 <laughs> 12, no, 12 13 oh no <laughs> Okay, let's not talk about dates anymore. <laughs> um, you know, and and it 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 was weird because like you you look at the videos and it's like you know it's just a bunch of guys just having fun, right? But then when I the first time I met with you guys, I don't even if you remember this, Jesse, but it was yeah, at a meeting at uh, at a Earl's. I think it was a restaurant Earls, right? Yeah. And they, you guys showed up, and they're all like <laughs> Jeff. They were they were like fully decked out, like like suits, ties. And here's Keith and I, one of our, our major accounts managers at Driven, and he he already is a you know he dresses up real nice, and I I try to dress up a little bit, right? And we're like, holy crap! But normally we walk in and we're way overdressed, right? But we want to show that professionalism. And then we meet the locals, and they're like, holy smokes! It it was like a funeral, right? <laughs> or someone getting married. Let's use that. Yeah. So what that taught me is that you guys are serious in this. Like it, you know, it wasn't just. Four guys with a camera. There was a plan, right? There was something yeah. strategic about things, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. sort of. <laughs> sort of. I mean, okay. to some extent. Like, I kind of think we knew sort of what we were doing, but also at the same time, like, we had no idea what we were doing. So, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of in that balance of like, yeah, there was some strategy to it, I guess. But really, at the time, the strategy was just like, have fun, ride it out, see what we can do with it, and then 
yeah, I kind of go from there. Fake it till you make it, man. Fake yeah, it till exactly, you make exactly. Hundred <laughs> percent. And, and uh, you know, obviously the 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 team has kind of changed, right? I think there were four of you, oh, yeah. and then it went down to three, right? Like, yeah. things change. Uh, you know, all the time. Uh, uh, what was it like when it when it started to become real? When it was wow, we're we're seeing some successes here, right? Like I, I remember seeing you guys at the shows, and there was like in Vancouver, there was like thirty people in line yeah. waiting to buy shirts from you guys, right? Like, how, yeah. how did you guys? How, what was that reaction? What was that like? Uh, and I mean, not just buy shirts. I'm talking autographs, right? Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. It was a lot of fun. Like, I don't know. Having an audience was like, it was weird, but also fun because you felt like this strange obligation to show up and to like make videos and to stay on top of everything but at the same time it was like i wasn't used to it so i didn't know really what that meant of like how to deal with that and manage everybody uh just a lot of lessons and a lot of like fun times too yeah any any, any bad times like what, oh what of course you like i mean there's <laughs> oh. what didn't i like uh what i i would say the worst part for me was like um yeah just when you have that many people they're I don't know, a lot of people don't know this because they've never been in that position, but it's like people are really counting on you. And if you let them down, it's really, it's different. They take it so seriously. Like the internet is extremely toxic is what I'm trying to say. So if you, when you have that many people supporting you, then you also have that many people that are against you. Like it's almost equal. So it's, it's kind of like, yeah, that I guess just like friction of people not wanting you to succeed and then friction of um, it takes it doesn't take long to lose kind of what you've built too. So it's kind of like just this pressure to to constantly maintain that public image, I guess, which was also challenging. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, you dig into the comments and I, I, I love you guys, right? Like you guys have been uh, easy to work with. You're a little late to the show sometimes. Uh, was, all was, the time. Yeah, all the time. That was my big question, man. I was like, why can't you guys arrive on time? That's what I want to know from this whole thing. Well, they are, they're on time. It's always five minutes after we say the, the roll it is. Yeah, I don't know. We're just very... We, we just had a lot of fun. We went on the trips and we treated the whole trip like a giant vacation and just like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were just very late. Well, that's great. <laughs> so, we, 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 we don't want people late, but we do want people to kind yes. of... We always made it, though. We always made it. You, you were always <laughs> there. I had, and the best part is when I said, Jesse, bad news. I gave away your spot. You're like, cool, just get us anywhere. You know, you guys are easy to work with. Um, you know, I, I, I read the comments. Jeff, how, you know, like, like you're, 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 you're good at this. I'm not... I'll be honest, right? Like I see negative comments, it bugs me as well, right? Like, what's your recommendation to to guys like myself and Jesse that we, we get a obviously there's there it's the good comments obviously far outweigh the bad ones, right? But they do get some pretty mean, nasty comments. Uh, we get them too at Driven, right? Well, I would just ask why you're reading the comments. Yeah. So you to just, what end? You what just, are you What are you looking to? You want actual feedback? Yeah. You're not going to get that from the comments. It's not yeah. going to be an unbiased you know, uh, truthful opinion, they're going to either, you know, dick ride you because they love you or they're going to shit on you because they hate you. So yeah. I would just say avoid the comments and, and solicit more authentic feedback. One thing yeah. I will say too is like, if you, 
read a negative comment and you give power to it, you know, you get to choose what you give power to. So if you see a, a positive comment and you're like, wow, that made me feel really good, then by doing that, you also have to give power to the negative comments. So the best way to do it, as Gary V says, is just like, don't read anything or you can read them, but don't, don't give anything power. Don't give a, don't place a positive value comment. on anything. Exactly. Positive comments doesn't matter. Negative comments mm-hmm. doesn't matter. If, if neither of them matter, that's when you have the power. But as soon as you start giving power to the comments, then positive and negative will both affect you. I think I'm saying that right. I just think comment all comment sections across all boards, all platforms, there are steaming piles of garbage. (laughs) Yes, to some extent, but you can get some feedback from them. Yeah, but then you got to sift and wade through all the shit to get to it, and it's like I don't know if that's worth (laughs) it. That's true. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting how uh, so 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 those who guess I guess. You get the negative. You post up a video. You get the negative comment. Don't don't let that, you know, yeah. redirect the ship, right? Yeah, exactly. Don't let anything redirect the ship. Like you just have to focus on what you're doing, and positive comments and negative comments can't affect you. You because they're going to build your ego, which is mm-hmm. equally as bad as bringing you down. So okay. you just have to stay on your own path. Yeah, no, it's wonderful, wonderful advice. So the the business grew uh, into obviously videos. Uh, Pretty consistent, you guys. Like week to two weeks, you probably had put out at least one video for her. how yeah. long was that? That that, you know, mm. the the peak locals time. Maybe like, uh, like actual actual peak. I would say uh, seven months to like a year. Maybe that's kind of when we were that's like it, doing eh? really good. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then I guess just um, I don't know. A lot of it had to do with winter as well. Like we didn't really know what to do in winter, and that's kind of yeah. when we slowed down. And yeah, I guess us just not really adapting to that and like realizing we could have actually used it as a strength or like somehow mm-hmm. turned it, but you know, we just didn't know what to do in the winter. And I think that is a lot of why things slowed down. Yeah. The guys in Vancouver are going, what, 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 what exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, what, what, you know, as, as things are growing and, uh, what, what was YouTube, making you guys money was it enough to say hey we can we can as a, as a group of uh, three i imagine right three yep. four uh I, I suspect you probably had a, a fairly large support group as well which you had yeah. to take care of um was it enough to say hey we can run a business off of just being a youtube channel uh definitely not but we all did it anyways so there was i was working a full-time job like Charles was working a full-time job and then David was, uh, he had already been doing YouTube for a while. So he had already like, uh, taken the leap of faith. He was already working on his own. And then there was just one month. I remember this one month, like from YouTube and like we were selling hoodies as well. Mm -hmm. And we sold like 500 hoodies in a month or something. And plus the YouTube revenue, like I, I, that was kind of the moment I was like, yeah, well, I'm making way more over here than I am at my full-time job. And like the time balance is vastly different. So I just kind of decided um, to quit my job. And that's what I had always been planning to do. It was just a matter of when. And uh, yeah, this one month just kind of pushed me like in the right direction. And there was a bunch of weird, like universal things that happened to like, I started hearing songs that had certain lyrics that were like, you know, you only have one chance and like just things like that, right? There's things constantly reaffirming me of like, okay, do it. Now's the time. Now's the time. Like quit, quit. And then yeah, eventually I just quit my job and 
started doing full-time vocals. And this is actually the time that I started to do Infamous a little bit. We started making some small car parts, really bad quality just for our own stuff. Mm-hmm. And then started doing a little bit on the side for others. But yeah, at the time, like uh, <laughs> I would say, yes, it was able to support us and the lifestyle that we wanted to live. But we could have been more strategic about it. <laughs> let's mm-hmm. just say that. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, let's let's dig into that a little bit because 150,000 plus subscribers. I, I haven't looked at it recently. I just, I got that 150 uh, planted in my, my brain here. Yeah. Um, you know, and pretty, and pretty accurate. Okay. Uh, and so had average views probably like 15, 25,000 per, yeah. per video. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't remember super accurately, but I would say somewhere in that range was mm-hmm. like fairly consistent. And then obviously you have some highs and lows in there too. Right. Right. So that's, that's pretty amazing. And I mean, just seeing the reaction of people, uh, you guys out in Toronto, I Google yeah. our name and your video shows up, you know, like it's, <laughs> you guys had quite the reach, right? Yes, um, for sure. And then I guess to put it lightly, things started to, I started hearing less and less about locals, right? Yep. And I, I have to ask a question, right? Cause like, you know, maybe it, it, it might, there's a lot of theories, I guess, right? Like why would you <laughs> okay, walk yeah. away from such, when everybody's trying to achieve that, you know, 150, 100,000 plus subscribers, yeah, 15,000. Like that's, that's, that's not an easy task to accomplish. No, for sure. So t- tell us what happened because locals, is it a thing now? Let's, let's ask that question straight up. Is there, uh, is there no. a locals? No, like it okay. still exists. It still exists, but we don't do anything with it. We're just kind of okay. leaving it. So no, no shirts are being made or sold. No decals. No. Uh, obviously, the, uh, the YouTube channel's kind of been uh, yeah. dormant for yeah, a bit of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and obviously you're you know you you're doing infamous now, which we'll talk about. But what? I'll just put it out there. What, what happened? Um. Let me see here. Okay. So, yeah, like I said, winter was challenging so everything started to slow down during those times and then the following summer it would rise but not quite to the same level as the summer before so we noticed that during those lulls in winter when we weren't making as much content all of our cars were parked um another thing too is like affording parts was challenging trying to build three cars and like we did it we did some we were extremely resourceful and we built some like very serious cars with a very minimal budget so that was which is why (laughs) people loved your channel right yes yeah exactly i feel like we could have used that a little bit more too but uh i guess overall things just slowed down like our interests changed a little bit i got really into making parts and i just um, I got yeah super passionate about that, and I guess in doing so, I spent less time focusing on locals. And then for me, it was like I was I'm a very operational person, so I was doing a lot of the operations in locals, like uh, ordering the hoodies and like helping get things made and uh, sh- shipping packaging orders, like just a lot of the actual day to day tasks. Uh, yeah, which is then- the hardest stuff. Right? It is, yeah. Really, I mean, it is. A, it's a, it's the job nobody wants, right? Like, yes, uh, yeah. you look at driven, and Je- Jeff will attest to this, right? Like, it's, it's cool. We, we're, we're running a car show, but the amount of crap that happens behind yeah, the so scenes. Yeah, so much logistics and. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I guess just that kind of kept slowing things down. Like I was focusing more on infamous. Um, 
and yeah, everything just slowed down. We stopped making videos. I, one thing we should have realized too is that the videos drove everything. So rather than being like, oh, we're making all this money from hoodies, let's focus on hoodies. Uh, the hoodies are a tail end result of the videos. So that's where we should have been focusing our time. So if like if I could go back, obviously, like I don't want to. I have no regrets. And like, I'm really happy the direction I'm moving because I, I don't want to be a YouTuber. And it's clear to me now that I it was not the space that I belong. But from a business standpoint, if we had hired employees right away and focus our time on continuing videos, we probably could have stretched it out a bit longer. Uh, but I do say, I do think very genuinely, like I'm just not a YouTube personality. I much prefer to be on the building side of things. I just love making stuff and building my own cars. One would ask, like, okay, so so jo the 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 locals isn't a thing anymore. Um, it, it regrets, like, do you, do you, would you do you wish you could you could build it back and, no. and, and no, no, okay. no, like I, it was such a fun time. And like, I'm so appreciative for the memories and like the people I met and even like still that I, I have some friends that I'll have until the day I die. But yeah, I just, I love like everything that happened. It was uh, a really amazing experience that taught me like so much about myself and how to be resourceful, like what not to do in a business, what to do and just like how to deal with people. Like, there's zero regrets. I, I'm super grateful for everything. But not interested in starting up uh, no. uh, locals no. again? It definitely introduced me to what I'm like most passionate about, which is building car parts. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Jeff, uh, any interest in, now that you heard this, does this kind of, this, 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 does this, does this interest you at all? I mean, obviously, I, I know your type, but probably not interested in being a YouTube star, but does everything oh. make sense to you? Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, it makes sense. Um, but I, I get why Jesse's stepped away. You know, I, I, I'm not one of those people. Well, why would you do that? He's he recognized that that YouTube probably wasn't making him super happy, yeah. and he took yeah. a step back and focused on what was making him happy. And I think yes. that's wise beyond his years. You yes. know, Very people will chase that fame till they're till they're dead. You know, exactly. till they and man, yeah. you, you got off the train at the right time, dude. Yes. Yeah. And like YouTube yeah. is still a space that I want to be involved in. I still love making videos, but I just don't want to be a YouTuber as my main thing. I want mm -hmm. to be a car builder that leverages YouTube to build that brand. I love yeah. building businesses too. That's I wish, I wish my 12 year old daughter had that same mentality. <laughs> <laughs> Every, uh, as I mentioned in our, our last, uh, podcast that it's, uh, it seems to now be a, a potential career for people, right? Yeah. It's to become yeah. a YouTube or, or you know, social media celebrity, right? So, yep. uh, from a guy that's done it, um, and now was kind of going back to his roots of of, of what he really enjoys doing. Yes. That's yeah. Hats off to you, Jesse. That's that's good. Good. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Um, and what 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 is the passion now? Like, obviously, uh, I know, but yeah. I want to tell. I want you to tell everybody. <laughs> Yeah, just like I really love building car parts and I guess ever since I was a kid I've loved making things my own and adding my own personality to them. So uh it's not it's not as good for me to just go buy like a let's say a lip kit for my car because I did not design the lip kit and like that feeling in my head just builds up for so long. I'm just like, "Oh yeah, it's your car, but you didn't design that." So like 
it's not yours. You didn't build all of it. And just, I don't know, that thought process to me, like, uh, led me into making my own stuff. And I was like, well, if I start now and work at this long enough, eventually I'll be able to build whatever I want. And yeah, that's pretty much the direction that it's gone. Like we just got a, a 3d printer and 3d scanner. So our capabilities are going to really drastically change over the next little bit. And I'm, I'm pretty excited to make a lot of things that I've been wanting to make but uh, have not quite. So it'll it'll be things like lip kits. We do a lot of lip kits, like front splitters, side skirts, and diffusers. Um, that's like the bread and butter. And then uh, on the side, we have like much bigger, more long-term passion projects. So things like a super wide body, we have like a Mark IV super rear spoiler we're doing. And just like a lot of really cool stuff that I've always wanted to build, but never had the, the resources to. Oh. I didn't. You know, I'm not familiar with locals videos, but I, I have been on the infamous site and I had to look around. Who's designing all that? Is that is this whole thing kind of you? Uh, yeah, pretty much. So the parts themselves, like, yeah. can you just walk me through a lip spoiler, like the process for you? Yeah, so uh, also just like, it's not all me. Like, I don't want to take credit for everything. <laughs> like, no, I have a lot fine. of people that help, yeah, yeah, but yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. yeah um, I guess like the whole development up until uh, September when uh, my current partner Jordan joined on, but um, yeah, we're just like, sorry, what was your question? I I'm just, I'm just wondering, like I was looking at your, your, basically your lips, your chin spoilers, right? Yeah. And like, I was just curious how a guy from Calgary sits down and, and starts that process. Like, uh, do you design it yourself? Are you using CAD? Who's yeah. manufacturing? You know, just, and I yeah, mean, yeah. I don't want a deep, deep, you know, intricate dive, but just high level, walk yeah. us through that process. No, we're like super bare bones. Um, we just pretty much make everything out of like cardboard and then transfer the cardboard to plastic, uh, cut and like shape everything by hand. Um, yeah, a lot of it is just like pretty much handcrafted. Like I use a torch and I heat form certain elements to be how I want them to be. That's like the current process. Uh, but then I came to realize that it takes way too long and it's not scalable. So that's kind of why I started switching over to the 3D printing, the 3D scanning, and then the, the CAD side as well. So up until a few months ago, it was all hand built. Everything came directly from my head and then I built it. Um, but nowadays it's like, okay, we have a team of designers. We're working with it and we, we do CAD drawings of everything uh and then kind of build it from there we're working more with like cnc's as well so just like more modern more scalable business is kind of the direction i'm taking it cool. so so to yeah. answer jeff's question you're not uh on alibaba <laughs> no no, no. spoiler no. putting infamous on it <laughs> good for you jesse that's that's amazing i i, I it's funny because like i remember talking to you about this before i you know in toronto there's probably about six or seven guys doing stuff similar to you but yeah you go outside of Toronto I I, I can't think of many I mean I yeah. think you're you know you're 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 really uh doing some really neat stuff um you know super super interested in seeing where it brings you thank you thank you yeah uh and and I guess what what is the next big thing for infamous are you looking to you know get a few are you are you going to get to like the body kit level and maybe mass oh, produce yeah. it in in yeah. China or something like that or Japan uh, or wherever? Like I'd really like to keep everything made in Canada if possible. Mm -hmm. um, so try to avoid overseas manufacturers if I can. I just want to support like our economy and businesses. But um, yeah, I guess like long term, I I do want to be making body kits and 
just like very aggressive arrow. Um, it's very expensive to develop arrow like that, which is why we're doing all these lip kits right now is just kind of like get the ball rolling, make sure we have like a solid product that we can iterate on now and develop. So we have something we're like really confident in as our base. And then we can add these little sprinkles on top and, and that's where I can really get uh, creative with it too. Once we have the capital to kind of fork over all these prototypes. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. It's uh, to see that, uh, you know, no pun intended locally made, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I, I got to ask a question, right? Like um, yeah. wh where, where is uh, the, where are the rest of the locals? Where's, where's Charles and David now? What? Uh, so Charles is like a manager at Rev now, which is like one of the best shops in Calgary. And uh, same thing, I think he's like, I think he found what he's absolutely best at and is like extremely passionate about it. I can tell he's really enjoying that. So uh, he's working there. I still keep in touch with him a lot. Actually, it's his birthday today too, by the way. So wish him a happy birthday. Uh, but yeah, I just finished up some canards with him or canards for him for his R33. I did like a carbon, uh, carbon overlay on top of them. And then David is, uh, he makes a lot of videos still. So if you're like missing the old school locals videos, check out David's channel because he's been posting a lot of stuff recently about, um, you know, similar things like car subjects. And yeah, he's still very, very involved in the YouTube space. Like, as I mentioned, he's always the one that's been the best at that. So it makes sense that he's still doing it. I think he's getting into like finance as well too, lately, like stock market investing and like crypto. So it's cool, <laughs> it's cool to see. <laughs> so either be very rich soon or, you know, asking you for a job, right? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's amazing. Um, it's good ca catching up with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Looking forward. Hopefully, there's a show this year. Fingers crossed. We are we are doing our best, uh, keeping everybody safe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it, you know we. And if you're you're gonna hopefully we'll see you. Trying to, I'm sure Keith's probably been on you to, yeah, yeah. to get out to every <laughs> yeah. show across Canada, right? So yeah. hopefully that happens. It's like the good old days. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love traveling for the show. So it's still something I really want to do in the next few yeah. years as well as like take infamous and travel and do all the same things. Cause that's one thing I loved about locals is like looking forward to those road trips every year. My favorite yes. part. Yeah. Jeff, you gotta, you gotta be impressive. The young man, like, uh, like like Jesse here, right? Oh, hey, dude's got you got your shit together, man. Honestly, <laughs> you got it. You got your head on straight. You're you're not chasing, you know, any dragons. You're you're realistic. Um, kudos, good job, man. Like I, I see nothing but great things for you. I think your arrow looks great. I'm looking forward to, to seeing some infamous stuff in person. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'll be super judgmental, but don't take any offense to that. <laughs> I expect it. I expect it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's why we have him on the show i'm not I'm, I'm too politically correct you need the balance you need the balance yeah, for sure for sure uh thanks guys we'll see you back in a week i'm your host mark cito we'll see you back uh every wednesday take care thanks jesse take care yeah you guys as well